when a crisis strikes or something goes wrong in a big way, people are inclined to look for a scapegoat. Who's to blame? Who should be held accountable? This is especially true in politics, where the blame game is played with exquisite skill. But scapegoating isn't confined to the halls of political power. It can happen in sports, in the workplace, and yes, even in our homes. Somehow we feel that when we put the blame where it belongs, we've solved the problem and we've acted righteously. In the midst of this crisis, we wanna know who's to blame internationally and nationally and locally. And yes, it's important to analyze the responses that have been made by those in public life and by our healthcare system and by others. After all, it would be unrealistic to think that there will never be another pandemic. We need to learn from this crisis as we go. But scapegoating, that's another matter because it's often carried out for ulterior motives and it does not contribute to the search for solutions to the problems we are confronting. In today's scripture readings, there's a lot of scapegoating going on. In the Book of Wisdom, we, we read how the wicked hatch a plot against a righteous man because his holiness and goodness offended them and set their wickedness in sharp relief. In a sense, they piled their wickedness on the back of an innocent man. In the Gospel, we read of the plot hatched by some leaders of the people to kill Jesus, to blame him for their political troubles and for stirring up trouble with the people. On the cross, Jesus bore not only the blame laid upon him by those leaders, but indeed the blame that is rightfully ours, yours and mine, for the sins we have committed. Since Jesus loves us so, let us refuse to scapegoat and instead work with others for the common good. God bless you and keep you in his love.